Welcome to Spoilers Please, where we have discussions involving any form of media that tells stories, usually movies or TV shows, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Hello, my name is Albert. This is Johnny. And for this episode, we are going to be talking about a movie about uh, some underwater royalty who doesn't want to stay at where they are because they want to be in land or something. And I'm talking about The Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah, that's far off. <laughs> Terrible. Maybe we should go straight to the review. Maybe that's what we should do from hey, now on. This, this is gonna be that's going to be the last uh, pun joke uh, for, this, for this podcast. Oh, wow. Because the next three episodes won't require that at all. all right. That's fantastic. So savor that. That's, oh, that's the very news. last one. Wow. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, this we are talking about Aquaman. Mm-hmm. It is uh, DC Comics, DC Comics, DC Warner Brothers, um, or DC EU, whatever it's called. Well, whatever it's not, they're calling it's not it. Supposed to be, it's not supposed to be the extended universe, right? It's no, no. They, they said the DC EU was just something that the the bloggers came okay. up with. Like Warner Brothers never said. Never called it DCEU. Then have they named it? Are they going to name no, it? No, there's been no name for it. All right, that's fantastic. It's just the DC comics movies, I guess. Fine. It's <laughs> fantastic. This is number five, right? Oh, well, I'll cut it down. Okay, you got Man of Steel. Right. Batman v Superman. Batman v Superman. As much as I try to forget it, but Batman Wonder v- Woman. What? Suicide Squad. Oh, Suicide Squad. Justice League. <laughs> you try to forget Suicide Squad, right? <laughs> I forgot Suicide Squad. It's a good, good man. <laughs> Justice League. Is yeah. that five? So this is the sixth one then. Sixth one. This is number six. Yeah. Yeah, this is number six. Yeah. Then that will be number seven. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Aquaman, um, directed by James Wan, most famously for Fast and Furious, although he really should be more famous for the for the uh saw Conjuring? Saw. Saw, saw, saw. is his breakout yeah. and then Conjuring and did then, he do Conjuring? I think I think he did Conjuring one and two. Oh, okay. Oh, I should ask Google. Exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me let me go ask Google. Uh, what movies did James Wan direct? James Wan directed Aquaman, The Conjuring, Saw, and others. And others. <laughs> and others is uh, Insidious. Insidious. Insidious? Seven. Insidious? Yeah, like Brandon so. Okay. Uh, maybe, oh, maybe he did just produce that. Did he actually? I want to say Conjuring, Conjuring 2, Saw, Aquaman, and Fast 7. Okay. Those are the ones you know, really Fast Seven. Anyway, yeah, Fast Seven, which was the uh, the last good Fast Furious movie. <laughs> How dare you! Been, first of all, there's only like one that? ever since. Wait, well, what was our review for Fast Eight? Because I wasn't a huge fan of Fast Eight. I thought it was just I okay. Was I thought it was fine. I thought it was just okay was at best. I like the zombie cars for Fast Eight, but it was fine. It was yeah, fine. that's about the only thing I yeah. really liked about it. I do feel like it peaked at five. But it totally peaked at yeah. five. Yeah. Six was completely passable. Seven was just like. Uh, I think it was ha- it was hampered by the fact that uh, Paul Walker died. Yeah. I give uh, I I'm a, I wasn't a big fan of uh, Fast Seven Seven. seven. But I wasn't a big fan of it, but, but I give, give it a pass. Yeah, give it a pass. Yeah, we give it a pass because of the yeah. Paul Paul Walker thing. Yeah. Uh, but but either way, uh, James Wan kind of applied his Fast and Furious stuff mm-hmm. more than the horror stuff yes. into Aquaman, and it really shows. Yeah. It shows in through with tremendous effect. It's one of the rare movies where you know the budget. I heard the budget's like two hundred million. Eh, and you what? You know what? Yeah, you see it. You see all two hundred million. Yeah. Thank God. He apparently he didn't pocket the money. <laughs> he didn't launder it and stuff like that. You know what I mean? He spent all two hundred million dollars. It looks gorgeous. It's one. It's one of those beautiful movies I've seen. Definitely one of the best looking comic book movies. It's better than any of the Marvel stuff in terms of just looks. Yeah. Visual effects. It's yeah. unbelievable. This is one of those. This is one of those examples that DC could tout. Like, you know how people complain about the Marvel Cinematic Universe not having great cinematography mm-hmm. or location settings yeah. or whatever. This is the one that they go like, yeah, this is what was, this is what a comic book movie should look like. Yeah. It looks very much very colorful, great cinematography, uh, great trans- transition. Yes. The, the transition in this movie is like surprised me how good they mm-hmm. were. Mm-hmm. Like, like wow, they're like flipping from flashbacks to 
flash forwards to yeah. present time in very with yeah. so much ease. It's like, yeah, this is this is awesome to look at. And the visual special effects, just you can see the details in all the creatures and all the lighting and stuff. It's really, really well done. Especially the lighting, the way they light the creatures. You can see like a head, a body, legs. You can see all the shape of it. The there's so many great scenes, and one of them is the trench scene, right? The trench scene. Oh yeah, the trench. The trench scene, it's like yeah. you can see, there's like thousands of them, but it's not like a giant glob. You know what I mean? You can see the individual trench creatures and stuff like that. You can see the forms and stuff. It's gorgeous. And the trailer I saw before Aquaman was the latest Godzilla movie, right? And it's all in the dark. I can't, I can't barely. I can't barely tell where's Godzilla's head, his arms, you know, Martha. I, I don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it looks it looks fine, but it the, doesn't the have Zack Snyder effect. You mean? Yeah, it's just like yeah. why is everything? Even, even though this, most of this movie takes under it takes place underwater, it's brilliantly lit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You can see all the creatures and all the designs, all the production stuff. The throne room for Or it's just absolutely gorgeous. Is it Or 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 Or? I think it's Orn, the half brother. The Aryan guy, the Nazi guy. Anyway, <laughs> the Nazi guy. I guess we we get it. But anyway, it, you mean you mean, uh, you mean a night owl? Yeah, a night owl. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's the universe is connected. But yeah, but that that throne room is just devastatingly gorgeous and stuff like that. It's it's a you can watch this movie just you can watch the movie again just and just look at the visuals. Somebody joked about that. Just yeah. just like turn down the volume and just watch this. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a pretty movie to look at, except for for uh, J- Django Fett's the aging. I was like so bothered by that in the beginning. Is it a bad hair wig? The, the hair thing is one thing, <laughs> but but the de aging for his face was so distracting though. Mm-hmm. Um, the de aging for Willem Dafoe looks good, mm-hmm. but for, did for they, some they reason, de-aged Willem Dafoe. I didn't even know they did that in the past thing. I think they kind of they kind of slightly de aged him. Okay, but Jungle Fat looks horrible in this one. His no. his younger version. I thought they I thought they casted him with like one of those Corbin people. Mm-hmm. John Corbin, I think, or whatever okay. his name is. I thought I thought they should have just hired him to be oh. the younger version because because oh. it looked like when they when they de when they when they de aged Jungle Fett, that's kind of who he looked like. Oh. Harsh man. And then, I, just, I just thought he had bad wig. I thought it was a really uh, good yeah, hairpiece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hair but but yeah, yeah that, that was the only thing. But other than that, everything everything looked great. Yeah. And uh, Nicole Kidman, they didn't even bother to de-age her or, yeah, or, a- or age her. She's timeless. That's why <laughs> they gave her more gray hair yeah. at the end. But yeah. that's about it. <laughs> But yeah, it's um. I mean, is is that all we can really say about the about this movie? The visually, it's great to look at. Yes, the str- to me, there's the the strength of this movie is James Wong and his and his visuals. The action sequences are very good too. You know what I mean? Oh my god, the the yeah. hand to hand combat is great yeah. in this one. Yeah, it's one of the best hand to hand combat in a superhero movie I've seen in a long time. I love the fact that he swings that camera three hundred and sixty degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's really he does it on the ground. He does yeah. it in the ocean. He'll do it anywhere and stuff like that's a really nice thing effect that he does. And he uh, kicks, and he kicks it off with Nicole. Kidman too. Yeah, I like that. I like the fact yeah. that the Nicole Kidman, the women, uh, starts off the action sequence. It's one of few nice touches that he did with women because the other stuff is kind of bad. Anyway, we'll get to that <laughs> later. We'll get to that later. Anyway, anyway, I I like that opening action sequence. I like all the action. Sequences. The action sequences are really nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the other standout for me was actually uh, Black Manta. I like I like the actor. I think I think that right. guy's gonna be a star. Not only that, but they made him. Uh, completely understandable. Yeah, like there is a reason why he hates Aquaman, mm-hmm. and I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't blame him at all. And then Aquaman even realizes, like, yeah, it's kind of my fault. Yeah, you know. So it's like, like all these people that died because of Black Manta was kind of partially Aquaman's fault. Yeah, or Oli. Well, not obviously partially because I mean Black Manta has a choice to take revenge yeah. or not, and he chose revenge. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, when that scene happened, I'm like, oh, what a dick. Yeah. He's really gonna just leave him there. But yeah. then that's the that's the uh, the character arc that he has in this movie. I guess. I guess. We'll get to, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to the problems of this movie. 
<laughs> yeah, so what else in the visuals? Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't get over the visuals. It's just it's stunning. It's I stunning, saw yeah. I saw it in IMAX. We're oh not, yeah. So yeah. how was that? So it's gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. so was the whole movie in full digital IMAX? I believe so. Yeah. I didn't go. I didn't go to one of those true IMAXs. You know, I didn't go to Ontario, which is I think right. the only. Real no, but that's the thing though. This wasn't shot in IMAX cameras. Yeah. This so a, so it's shot digit. it. What James once said was that he realized he could blow it up a little bit more with digital mm-hmm. IMAX, but not full IMAX because mm-hmm. you need real IMAX cameras right. for that. And he, he didn't do that. But since the majority of the time, the background is digital, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, we can, we can yeah. blow up most of the movie into it, like digital IMAX. If you can see it, any kind of IMAX thing, I would recommend it. So this, the, the, the moments in this movie where you just sit back and just, just you're just immersed in the visuals of it. The, the scene where the ocean comes for Aquaman, his dad, when, he's, when, he's, when they're driving and stuff like that. Oh, okay. It's gorgeous. It's silent, I think, for the, to, to start with. That's gorgeous. I mentioned the trench run. Just simple things, too, where when uh, when Black Manta uh, gets approached by uh, Orm's henchman, you know what I mean? Where he's on a sub and the other sub comes from underwater. And oh, the yes, lighting. yes, yes, it's yes. It's unbelievably gorgeous. The colors, the palette choice, you know, all the different colors. It's gorgeous. It's just gorgeous to look at. More comic book movies should look like this. You know what I mean? Yep. It's it's just gorgeous to look at. And Atlantis looked gorgeous too and stuff like that. All that. But the trench run to me is 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 probably the highlight. Yeah. All the creatures and there's thousands of them and you but you think the cool thing about that sequence is you never lose track of where Aquaman and Mira 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 is? Yeah, you know Mira, I mean? yeah. Even though they're surrounded by thousands of crack creatures and stuff like that, they have they have that little uh, the light torch thing and you can follow wherever they are and it's it's just gorgeous to look at. It's beautiful. There, there is two things that I say that I think James Wan, as a director, made the right choice. Mm-hmm. He didn't go for that underwater looks dark, which yes. is what Justice League did, mm-hmm. right? What Zack Snyder did with, mm-hmm. with, with Atlantis. Atlantis. And secondly, you don't have to go in, you, you don't have to move everything in slow motion because you're underwater. Yeah. Like it was in Justice League, mm-hmm. right? So I like that James Wan's like, Ah, oh, forget that. I'm going to do my my yep. thing, and his his way worked. Yeah, like it looks really good on uh, on the camera, and not just Justice League. I think I think it's a thing. Oh, Batman Superman too. Yeah, I, I, I think no. I think just in movies in general, you can't really name a, a really good looking underwater movie. You know what I mean? Because yeah, everybody always go for the the underwater is dark. Right, but then, right. then I think James Wan realized, you know what? This is a comic movie. Who who cares? You know what I mean? Right. Just just light it up and stuff like that. There's that nice sequence where Aquaman as a kid gets gets. Uh, he's swimming with uh, Willem Dafoe's character and stuff like that, and his eyes change and stuff like that. And you just you just buy that, you know what I mean? That's one of the conceits, you know what I mean? Yeah. When their eyes change, they see underwater differently, you know, and you right. just go with it. It's a really smart decision. It looks gorgeous. You know I mean? it, it's 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 a really smart idea, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just light it up. Who cares? Who cares? Because I actually went and rewatched Justice League. Mm-hmm. Just, just to see that Atlantis thing. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's miles better in, in yeah. Aquaman than it is in Justice League. Mm-hmm. I didn't even bother looking at Batman v Superman yeah. because I remember that one was like this pure slow-mo heaven. Yeah, he's like in the sewer water or something <laughs> like that. It's disgusting. You, you have to expect poop to fly, you know, across the street. And that yeah, way. which brings to mind. So this movie is kind of like a soft reboot to the to the yeah. history because mm-hmm. they claim that he never visited Atlantis with right. Justice League's Obviously, he visited Atlantis. I caught that line too, yeah. Right? So, uh, and then uh, Mera looked different in Justice League than this one, but that, that's besides the point. This one, she, this one, she have more boobies, but the other one, she have more boobies. She, this one, has, she has more boobies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was the Fast and Furious part that came yeah. into this movie. We'll get to the, we'll, we'll get how they treat women in this movie. Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah, okay. But yeah. And then, yeah, the other, only other Justice League uh, reference I got was the Steppenwolf reference, right? right and that's right, it. Right. That's it. Those are the right. two that I caught. Yeah. yeah and, and I believe Jace One specifically said that he didn't want any other references to the other heroes. Right. Like, like they could easily have done that. Mm-hmm. Like they did, they did like news commentary. Like, oh, we know Atlantis exists because that that Aquaman yeah. exists, you know. But right. there was no mention of like where Superman, where's Wonder Woman, nothing like that because yeah. he didn't want to distract 
this movie from that. Yeah, and one of the things that he uh, he told Warner Bros. is like he. He he he'll will he will do Aquaman, but he, the world has to be his. He has to build it from like the ground up and stuff like that. He didn't want to be sort of like beholden to previous DC movies and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. which it's is kind of like a big change from how Joss Whedon was treated in mm-hmm. in Avengers: uh-huh. Age of Ultron, uh-huh. where he wanted to stand on his own. But no, Marvel Marvel has to no no. You got to insert this. You got to yeah. insert that. So this is the opposite reaction uh, from Warner Brothers DC, which is yeah. like okay. Well, to be fair, Marvel had uh, DC has less to lose. That's true. They have why less not? clout to uh, yeah, force stuff on why them, <laughs> and it, it's it's worked, man. It's it's a very good movie. If I had to give it a grade, I give this a good B plus. It's a very good movie. I, I wow, B plus is actually much harder than I would give it. Oh, yeah. I give it a solid B. It's a very fun mm-hmm. B movie, right? Um, not budget wise, but yeah. but quality wise, because mm-hmm. the visuals are fun. The action sequences are great to look mm-hmm. at. Um, Most of that B plus is the visuals, by the way. Nothing to do with story or character and <laughs> any of that stuff. But, yeah. but I will say this. Uh, well, obviously, we agree Wonder Woman's a better made movie yes. than this one. However, I probably watched this more than Wonder Woman. Because Wonder Woman is a more somber, serious take yeah. of, the, of, the, of the character. This one is just fun to watch. Wait, you don't want to see trench warfare again? You don't want to <laughs> see uh, people getting gassed? That's not good times for you? Yeah. yeah. This one was just like, a, it's just a blast. Plus, yeah. I like the fact that he integrated different genres to this. I mean, mm-hmm. you got the... I wouldn't say kung fu, but the, the hand-to-hand combat thing. Yeah. Um, they got the the adventure aspect of traveling to Atlantis. Right. The Indiana Jones of it all. And the Indiana Jones Indiana part Jones. of it all, you know, kind of thing. I did like that. And uh, Lord of the Rings at the end. Yeah. It's like blatantly. Oh no! Now that Godzilla. Yeah. A little bit Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. A little, little kaiju action at the end. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. 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 I add another one of the visuals. I, I, when we say visuals, it's not just visuals too. It's also costume design. It's you know production design because. Uh, uh, Mira, when she was in the, oh no, I'm sorry, uh, Atlanta, when she was in the center of the world or center of the earth or something like that. Right, right, right. That's not really a lot of special effects necessarily, but it's just good production design too. We have waters is. coming from the from the ceiling, from the you know from the sky and water and all that. It looks gorgeous. I like the suit design of the Aquaman, you know, the combat suits. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're they're encased in a little bit of water. If you break the glass, they'll die and stuff like that. I, I like all that stuff. It's yeah, all, it's all the, good looking. This and, is one of those cases where I think if the Oscars don't give it some kind of nod. To art design and and, and effects, uh, yeah. well not only visual effects but um, costume design, mm-hmm. I I think Aquaman would be robbed. Yeah. I think it deserves it. And, and uh, the Black Manta suit, the big buggy eyes and stuff like that. The right. laser, it's it's the one of the truest adaptations of a, a, a comic book. Uh, true, a, but Oscar's costume. not going to care about that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, saying, no, no, I'm, I'm saying for, for me, me for us, for yeah, fanboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, 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 it's, gotcha. go- it's gorgeous and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did like they also put a nod on that where he goes like, oh, I need a bigger, I need a bigger helmet. Yeah, but but yeah, it, it's and yeah, and Black Manta as well. It's like. Um, I know people complain that he wasn't the main villain, mm-hmm. but I think I think he served his purpose in the movie, and yeah. it's kind of like uh, Mordo in Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. where where he wasn't the main villain, and mm-hmm. he wasn't even a villain in, in mm-hmm. that one. But you can tell that what direction they're going to go to sure. with the following movie, yeah, kind of thing. And I, I kind of like also that uh, um, Korean dude. Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Randy, Randall Park. Randall Park mm-hmm. is like kind of two timing with Marvel and DC, mm-hmm. but which is fine. He's yeah. also so yeah, that's yeah, good time. So um, your your main favorite sequence set piece of the movie is probably the same as mine. I'm guessing it's a trench run. Oh, yours is a trench I run. I like that trench. Oh, okay, I, I okay, like okay. that trench run. Uh, for me, it's Italy. Oh, did you really like it? Italy was like this is Fast and Furious, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's Fast and Furious. It's born. It's a little bit of Incredible Hulk. Remember they had the rooftop thing, right? And right. It's also right. a little bit Fast Five. I also had like a rooftop running thing. It probably was Mostly more like Fast Five then. Yeah, yeah. But but I did like for the Italy scene. We, we'll get to treasure afterwards. But mm-hmm. the Italy scene, I love that it's two parallel action sequences mm-hmm. happening at the same time, mm-hmm. and the camera just you know like it just 
effortlessly yeah. goes from yeah. one to another one from wide angles. Yeah. Wide angles are, look great in this movie. Yeah. And it just giant, it just like giant brush strokes. It strokes in and out of both sequences and stuff. Yeah. And it's also a little bit of like Spielberg's Tintin, remember? Yes, uh, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah Tintin yeah. as well. Yeah, I like yeah. I, to me, I just like the trench. It's just, it's just seeing that thing on IMAX, seeing all those thousands and thousands of creatures. And like I said, you can see all the individual characters, the way they light it and stuff. You know what I mean? And then Aquaman and Mira swimming through it. It's just gorgeous. I, I, I like is. that one. Yeah. And, and oddly enough, the, the first thing that came to mind when they were swimming underneath trying to escape from all those mermen people mm -hmm. um, was like, they, they dumped his mom in this. Yeah. And I could think it was like what a horrible death that that's must have been. Cruel. Right? And, until they revealed she's still alive. Yeah. You know, no, so that's, like, not enough, that's, <laughs> not, that's not enough for the trench people to eat, by the way, too. By the way, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> one lady for all these thousands of women. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's I, a horrible way to yeah, die. It's a horrible way. Yeah. Yeah. But and then and then of course Aquaman gets gets the trident thing, and I, I, thought, I thought it was a nice touch that we never actually saw the the Leviathan right. underneath. You know, you only saw the tentacles and all that stuff, mm -hmm. and, and I really like the fact that he's completely outmatched, except yeah. for the part that. Oh hey, you understand me, kind of yeah. thing, and that was the only thing yeah. where that, that 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 gave in. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, that's another really great moment in the movie where you expect like a big action sequence at that point. You know, the big confrontation, but actually the hero stops. Doesn't want, doesn't really fight, you know what I mean? He actually talks to the the giant creature, right? And, and it's actually vulnerable and open and stuff like that. It's like the opposite of toxic masculinity and stuff, you know. He talks <laughs> yeah. his way through it and stuff like that, you know. I thought, I thought that was a really smart, just really smart, really clever, subvers subversive. A decision to do. It's, I think that I think that was good. It is also interesting because because she was monologuing, not monologuing, not really monologuing. She was mm -hmm. kind of talking to him, mm -hmm. but I, but at that point, I assume she knew that he could understand her. Right. But I guess she was just talking. Mm -hmm. There was no in, there was no. I she had no idea that he could understand everything he was he yeah. was saying. Also going back to what you said about the creature's design, he, you don't see her full body, right? No, you just not see at all. her tentacles, right? Yeah. And she was literally talking to her hand, right? Or something like that. It seemed like. <laughs> he was talking to her hand. Yeah, yeah. something like that. <laughs> so, I don't, yeah. And that's not the... And that's not the creature that he rode in the at the in the last action sequence, right? No, it is. Is it? It is. Is, is that her? That's her. Is that her supposed to be? That's her. Because okay. if you look at the back of that of that crab creature, mm -hmm. all the tentacles are there. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, okay. so that's the same creature. All right. Which makes you right. think that okay, uh, how do you stop Aquaman at this point? Yeah, uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to the problems. We'll get to the faults of this movie. Okay. We'll all get right. to the faults. Okay. All right. So I, I think after we will fanboy on the visuals and effects and whatnot. And, and the action sequences. Um, okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Big thumbs story. up. I, th I think it's the second best DC movie uh, that's made. And right. Just to kind of recap a little bit. And in terms of visual, it's 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 the best. You know, it, it's amazing that Spider Man and Into the Spider Verse and this one open back to back weeks. Back to back. Yeah. yeah. Which kind of which kind of doesn't give both of them enough credit. Yeah. Because they should be spread apart more. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, but yeah, I, I would say this is the most fun DC movie oh, so by far. Oh, by no, far. By far, by, by far. Easily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So here we go. <laughs> go ahead. You want to go first? I'll go first. You go, go first. first. You go first. Uh, I think the biggest problem with this movie is Mira. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. She is horribly <laughs> written, horribly underwritten. I don't blame the actress. It's not her fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's nothing there for the work with. I was thinking about this. You could literally replace her with an Uber driver. You know what I mean? She <laughs> just just call Uber because that's all she did for most of this movie. Think about what all the uh, places that he took Aqua. She took Aquaman. Right. She took Aquaman from Atlanta to Atlantis. He 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 drove her away. Drove him away from the arena Coliseum to Italy. Right. Yep. And then. What was another place that she drove her? And, oh, and then after this uh, fight on the rooftop and stuff, she she took a boat and drove to the trench, right? You know what I mean? Right. She's literally like transportation and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And also, she does, they do that thing with female characters where whatever the plot serves, 
she is that. You know what I mean? Yep. She's not a, in the, she's not a person. She has no history. She has no ideas of her own. She spoke, uh, you know, just giving out plot exposition, yeah. exposition stuff yeah. like that. You know what I mean? You need a love interest. She's there. You need uh, uh, uh she's betrothed to somebody. Oh, she's there. Yeah. You need actress because she's there. You know what I mean? Like she's an Uber driver. She's she's there. She's literally transportation stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's just. It's just, it's just, just terrible. This when women complain about uh, not having good female characters. This is, this is a prime example. The, the characterization is also all over the map. At one point, she's like, "Oh, she's never been to the surface and stuff like that." Oh, so she eats a rose because she doesn't know what the difference between food right. and stuff. Like that. But in the next scene, she's she's like sailing a boat. You know what I mean? It's like, wait, wait a minute. I yeah. thought you never been to the surface and stuff. Like that. How do you know how to sail a boat? And she's playing a flute. Wait. Are there flutes? No, Do they flutes work on the water <laughs> and stuff like that. Not like that, but but if she's never been in, in land, she shouldn't know how to walk. Yeah, come on, <laughs> something. Come on, guy. Just you have to. The characters have to be consistent. They have to. It has to make sense. Yeah. Actually, she does the whole air pocket thing. Mm-hmm. So I guess she wouldn't know how yeah. to walk because yeah. she has the air pocket thing. But, but you, yeah. how, besides she, that, why would she know how to play a flute, man? And and is oh, and, but and, in, in the one ship, mm-hmm. in, in the one ship that that, that has the air pocket, mm-hmm. maybe she, she learned it there. How, okay, I'll, I'll, even yeah, if right. I give you all these, if I can see all these points, how does she sail a ship? That one, I have no idea. <laughs> Apparently, sailing is not as hard as I was, as been, I was led to believe and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, uh, the best written female character is the one that you don't see most of. It's Nicole Kidman's character. Yeah. I, I, I thought she had urgency. She had natural ideals, yeah. and she actually has purpose from yeah. being in the movie. And her love, even though you didn't like the guy's, the de aging. Oh yeah, 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 like yeah. Besides the visual, yeah. the aging thing, I love their the ro- relationship. But even the though romance, it's so brief. The romance makes sense, right? Right. You makes know sense, what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? The thing is, she is betrothed. She's she's lived from religious society. She's like, you know, she doesn't need all this highfalutin stuff. And he's a humble, uh, light light housekeeper, right? You know yeah. I mean? That romance makes yeah. sense, especially after he given up his bounty hunter ways, you know, <laughs> and getting getting Again, cloned and all not, that stuff. It's not Django Fat. Yeah, it's not it's not Django Fat. <laughs> but there's nothing that that Aquaman and Mira make sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When they were they when they try to force our romance, I, I I kept thinking she's too good for him. She, yeah. She she's not she's not she's too good for both of the uh, love interests, uh, quote unquote. You know, no, no, but also question: Isn't she kind of really powerful herself? Yeah, she's like the only uh, Atlantean that has like all this magic. Yeah, you know, like like she should have a huge advantage over everybody. Yeah, you know who won the Coliseum fight between or- Orum? She and, did, and Aquaman. <laughs> she did apparently. <laughs> yeah. That's a badass. One. She sucked all the water and she she body slammed him and stuff like that. Right. It's it's yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah, I, it's I, poorly written. She's poorly written. She's, she's poorly written. It, it, it does seem like I don't, although I think they have good intentions. Yes, it's just still poorly written. Yes, but it's <laughs> that good intention where you have all guy. It's what guys think a strongly written woman character is. Right. You know what I mean? She, oh, she's she can kick ass. She because she never gets rescued in the movie. That's so true. They, so if, when they when they wrote that and they they avoided that cliche, they said, "Wow." They must have said, "Wow, we did a good job, guys. Good yeah, job, yeah. gold star for the day. Good job." She doesn't get rescued. I, I, I wonder. I wonder if they did have rules. Like, okay, she shouldn't get rescued. Yeah, is that the only rule they had? Are we still showing her boobies <laughs> for no reason? Yeah, yes. Oh, okay. Okay. But this goes back again. It's one of those things where great movies comment comment on poor movies. Like, I keep thinking about uh, Black Panther. You know, the way the women are written in that movie. You know what I mean? I think about the scene between Nakia and Okura. You know what I mean? That throne room Okoye? scene. Okoye? Okoye. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I keep thinking about how, how they both have a point of view and stuff like that. And that's exactly what she lacks. You know what I mean? Right. Of course, she wants to stop a war. But that's not really a 
for, that's not that's everybody wants that. It's very broad, very generic. You know what I mean? Right, right. She has no agency. She has, she has no real personality or no history of her own. You know what I mean? She's not a three dimensional character. Yeah, she she know? is technically exposition chick. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, you know. Yeah, for the first uh, one, we're in the trailer. You see, you see her say uh, the over, uh, you see her say, "Oh, your bro- your, your brother half your half brother, the king of Atlantis, is going to start a war with the human." You think, "Oh, that's just for the trailer." She's that, that's not that's nobody really speaks like that. That's not going to be an action movie, but no. It's like an actual movie and stuff. Yeah. You know? Although speaking of the trailer, I did like the misdirection where where she goes, "Oh, um, you know, he goes, what's better than a king? Oh, a hero. You're, like, you're a hero, and and the trailer makes you implies that it's Mira, but apparently it was his mom. Yeah. So I did like that misdirection mm-hmm. with the trailer. Yeah. Oh, so oh, the the other problems I have is just the overall arc of Aquaman of it all. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like I was thinking about this too. This is why. Kevin, I mean, the why Marvel is successful is because of Kevin Feige. Because Kevin Feige, to me, as a producer, his his great talent or his gift is looking at the overall arc of a character over the course of a movie, multiple movies, and he'll he can look at the broad strokes of it all. Because right. here, here are the broad strokes of Aquaman, and t- tell me if I'm wrong, okay? He's a he's half you know land half sea and stuff like that. He does he says he's a blunt instrument. He doesn't deserve to be king and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh, he confesses, he talks to the big giant monsters. You know what? He accepts the fact that, oh, I am worthy. I, I do deserve the mantle of king and, and hero and stuff like that. You know, he talks to the monster. He realizes he doesn't fight the monster. You know? But then in the third act, what does he do? He jumps in there with a big giant crab monster. Hundreds of thousands of underwater uh, uh, the, the people that he's supposed to rule gets killed in that action sequence. You know what I mean? Right. It's like he broke up a bar scene, a bar fight with a grenade. You know what I mean? He just threw a grenade in there. And that's just. That doesn't work. That doesn't. That 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 doesn't work. You know what I mean? It's just it's poorly constructed. It's poorly realized. You know what I mean? If 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 they had a really strong producer like a Kevin Feige type, he would he would have switched things up. You know what I mean? He was he would have had Aquaman his growth moment, his moment of of change and stuff like that is, you know, is that moment with the monster and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Right. So, well, but this this always been the thing about DC movies though is that they're more averse to. They're not first. They're, they're more focused on plot development as opposed to character development. Yeah. And that's the thing. But Marvel is more about character development as opposed to yeah. plot development. Yeah, it's just that third action, third, that, that, that action sequence, it's, just, it's one of the big problems with DC is that they're gleeful. They're just gleeful when it comes to destruction and death. You know what I mean? Yeah, Italy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Just <laughs> wow. Like, you know, at least Aquaman saved a couple of people in, uh, in Italy. Italy and stuff like that. And it, it wasn't the their, their fault either. Yeah, they but the chased, idea yeah. of a king, the idea of his uh, accepting his role is like, hey, maybe find compassion and, you know, for everybody. You know what I mean? Before I forget, yeah. speaking of Italy, the one the one uh, Atlantean who lost his helmet yeah. and used the toilet bowl as, as a... How does he get out of that? Yeah, That's the other thing I was going to mention, too. I was going to mention that point. Again. If, yeah. if it was a Kevin Feige Marvel movie, one of the end credits sequences would have gone back to the toilet yeah, seat. You know exactly. what I mean? It would have, yeah. Yeah, that would have been yeah. one attack. So, I mean, it's, it's not a plot hole. It's just a thing. It's like, like I wonder how he got out of that. That's a perfect end credit gag. Yeah, you know yeah I mean? it would have been. So to me, that's that's a big, big problem. One of the strengths, I'm going to mention another strength uh, of this movie, but I'll, I'll tag it with one of the problems, another problem I had with this movie. One of the strengths of this movie, one of the very one of the subtexts of this movie is is race and culture and stuff like that. Because Arthur, the uh, Aquaman complex, is a blonde guy, right? You right. Know what I mean, and this he's mixed. Yeah, in this movie, he's genuinely mixed. He's genuinely, you know, 
uh, the uh, South Pacific Islander, Atlantean, and stuff like that. So for the first time, you actually see a mixed race here and stuff like that. Right. You know, that final shot of Aquaman coming up, you know, it's usually a white character, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. But it's this this movie is saying it's subverting that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, not, not only is he half human, half Atlantean, he's also half white, half yeah. half. Uh, well, Pacific Islander. Pacific Islander. Yeah, I mean, like unless they're really going for the whole New, Ze- New Zealander. Because I think the actor who plays uh-huh. Django Fett is New Zealander, yeah. I think, maybe. Yeah, but it, but you know what I'm saying. It's going, yeah. it's subverting uh, that, the, the and, you know, it's subverting uh, whiteism, not, you know, all that stuff. But right. the thing is, here are the people that are killed throughout this movie. You know what I mean? It's the trench, it's the black father in the beginning. Not that I'm saying black people can't be killed or they can't be evil and stuff, but it's the black father gets killed in the beginning. And wh- well, why does black man have to be black? Yeah, his name is Manta, <laughs> apparently. Why do you got to be black? Anyway, but then you see the fisherman people, which is kind of other creature, you know what I mean? They right. die and stuff like that. The trench people, it, they're supposed to be just like uh, these monsters, but, you know, they deserve compassion and stuff like that. But you know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? All these others are getting killed throughout the movie. But do you know who gets spared, who doesn't get killed at the end? It's the white guy. King Orn. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's also a symbolic kind of thing, too. I mean, yeah, the background, the background characters get killed off, but mm-hmm. but that one, I, I think we can excuse that because plot wise, you know, I, I, but yeah, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't, it just doesn't jive. It doesn't, it does. The ideas don't coalesce. You know what I mean? Like I said, it just, it just to me, to me, life, each individual lives that die and stuff, they they should think about it. They should they think through it a little bit more. You know what I mean? They're oh, not quite there yet. Yeah, even though James Wan is Asian. You know, he's not quite there yet. Yeah. Like I said, the, and also the other issue I had with uh, the black, uh, you're right. Uh, as far as Black Panther's father dying at the end, I knew that was gonna, I knew that was going to be an important plot point. You know what I mean? Like he he let somebody die and then because he let somebody die, uh, he 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 became, he created his own enemy. You know what I mean? Right. Because so, Black Panther. And so, so he has that scene also with Mira when he says this. You know what I mean? But the problem is there's a, there's a little thing that he says, oh, uh, I let his, I let, uh, his father died and he came back and he almost hurt you and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So he's not really, he doesn't feel bad about killing, letting the person die because, you know, he's, he's compassionate or he's, he feels empathy for him. You know what I mean? It's because of a girl, the girl that he likes. You know what I mean? So that, so that writing. Well, it took that much for him to learn that lesson. Yeah, but still. Yeah. I, just, I just think a better writer or, or a, a producer or a better or a director who's more uh, aware of character and stuff like that would have caught that would have caught that, you know what I mean? Because it just, it just, I don't know. It just, it just doesn't make you. It just doesn't make you root for the character as much as you should. And isn't the you writer know? female? I don't know. I think she is. Is it really? Here, hold on. Who's the writer for Aquaman? Aquaman screenwriters were Will Beale and David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick. Guess not. Okay. Who am I thinking of then? Yeah. Oh no, Spider Verse. Oh, there. Spider Verse female writer, but okay. Anyway, so I also want to go back and mention a point that I mentioned. Even though Aquaman visually is better than any of the Marvel movies, I mean, the special effects of this one is better than, let's say, the Infinity War. But but I rooted for, but I was totally immersed with the characters in the uh, Infinity War. Infinity you know War, I mean? yeah. I, I, I pull, it mattered to me, like, who lived, yeah, who died, and stuff like that. Aquaman, it's like, eh. Infinity War is the, uh, the accepted the rules. Because, I mean, it is like characters that we, we watched 10 yeah. years of already. Yeah. You know. And the other issue I had a lot of I had a lot of issues with just the writing and stuff like that. It just like there was it just felt like nothing that happened to the main characters had any kind of gravity. There's any there's any kind of con- consequence. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, what called Aquaman rescues his father. He's in that he, he you know his father didn't die. Uh, he's in that Coliseum father? fight. Mother. No, no, no. 
Oh yeah, well, well, let's backtrack. The when the tidal wave hits and stuff like that. Oh, oh that's fodder. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. and also his mother, he thinks he thinks dies, comes back to, to life and stuff like that. You're that right. Col- that Coliseum fight, he was losing, but he he wasn't injured or anything like that. But he wasn't close to. He might have not been killed if Mira didn't. That's, that's true too, and and it it almost seemed like as soon as you as your spirit your trident is destroyed, you're already lost. Right. It isn't like a they have to die kind of thing. Either. No, the thing is, it's just, a, it's just, it's just, there's no weight to anything that happens. There's no gravity. Uh, Rob, uh, William Defoe's character has been a traitor for like years, and instead of him, get, he doesn't get killed. He just gets, you know, he just gets uh, sent to his room. You know what I mean? I think that's just politics, right? At that point. Yeah, but the thing is, it's just I like, mean, if if Orn was still the leader, he's gonna still be in prison. But man. now the Uncle Man, his side yeah. is now the, the boss. And in the Italy scene and stuff like, he gets stabbed a bunch of times, but you put some seaweed on him, he's good. You know, half an hour later, he's back to being Aquaman. Mira also got stabbed in a trench run. In the final sequence, she, she's okay and stuff like that. I'm not saying a magic. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying a character <laughs> has to die necessarily to have weight or gravity, but something needs to happen. It has to be some sort of sacrifice. You know what I mean? Like in Aquaman, in the comic books, Aquaman he loses an arm. He does, yeah, arm. yeah. But did you find that as well? It's like there's, there's like no weight to to this movie. There's no consequences. No. You know what I mean? It's just like there's no. No, it's true. Everybody, it. everybody was more or less invincible. Yeah, kind of thing. Everybody you know, it's, yeah, it's it like your. Well, I, I always complain in for DC heroes, they're they're too strong, mm-hmm. and this is kind of part of the problem. Yeah. You know, Marvel focuses on like we want to see people get hurt, you know, but this one not so much. And also, not just I'm not talking about also physical. I'm talking about emotional pain too. You know, emotional right. weight and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like I said, he for the for most of the movie, he uh, he thought he lost his mother, but hey, the hey the world's not a bad place. He gets but, his mother but, back. But to be fair, he does talk about how he resents Atlantis because mm-hmm. of the sure. mother issue. Mm-hmm. So there is some kind of effect. Uh, but at the end, he's king. Everything's good. He's a king. No, no. At the that. end, Jason Momoa is a charming as heck guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's hard not to not to root for him. Oh, also, one more problem I had was one more. They need. They were missing one scene with Willem Dafoe introducing himself to Aquaman and his dad. You know what I mean? Because at one, because he, when he's introduced, he's just he just a, he just. He just skydives, I mean, cliff dives with a kid. Oh, true, true, true. You true. know what I mean? It's I like, mean, hey. they, they could have been a deleted scene, or, or they're, just, they're just jumping ahead kind of thing. I'm thinking they should include that scene because otherwise it looks like you're kidnapping an eight year old kid and stuff. I throw true, and jumping but in the I, ocean. I think it's more of a case where this is one of the cases where Jason wants, like, they, they know. They, we don't need to explain this. They, they know. I think they, they need it, though. I, I understand his reasoning, but I, I disagree with it. Because that father, you look at it from the father's perspective. The first time he sees someone from Atlantis, besides his his wife and stuff, you know, they came in with guns blazing. That is you true. Know what I mean? That is true. So another character from the Atlantis comes and says, "Hey, I'm gonna take your kid and throw him in the ocean yeah. and give him ocean powers." It, like, what the it hell? It could also be the case where he approached him without his father knowing. Because I mean, they didn't meet at the beach. That's very creepy. Then. That, I, I, that's I get very that. creepy. I get that. Well, an- another another time gap that they kind of ignore yeah. too is the time gap when they escape from the the. The arena fight. Oh, yeah. And, and then suddenly they're doing Indiana Jones stuff. Yeah. Clearly, some time passed. Mm-hmm. They have clothes. Well, I don't know. I they think, have money. I think whales are pretty fast. <laughs> and how did that How did that plane... I don't. I understand it's an airstrip, but how did that plane just happen to arrive right when they come out of the ocean? No, I really... Was that really what happened? Because I, I could have sworn there was some time pass. They had different clothes and they had money. Where did they get that from? I don't know. I don't know. Right? I mean, the only, the only explanation I can think of when, when Nera suddenly is falling in love with him because... Some time pass. Yeah, they needed the montage sequence of like the events. Plus, plus if that's only a few hours, I mean, uh, King Orn probably had like 
weeks or whatever to try and negotiate with all the other lands. I that one I just let I, I let it skate for the most part. I just uh, who cares? They shoot up an uh, airstrip. I'm sure there's a mall there. They got some clothes and stuff like that. <laughs> I guess, but I'm I'm saying yeah, time I, probably passed. Yeah, sure. Why not? You know, <laughs> that's that, good that's maybe maybe she learned how to sail a boat at that time. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's a ticket. Yeah, <laughs> that's a ticket. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. It's a good movie though. It's a good movie. Uh, just, just bad writing though. Just bad writing. Very bad. But could plotting. it be worse? Could it be could, worse? Oh, oh, I've seen worse. I, I've seen just Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. that Suicide Squad again. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Any any final words on Aquaman? Uh, thumbs up, man. I'm I'm excited about. I I also I hate to be such a Debbie Downer since I loved so much of this movie, but the uh, the end credit scene didn't really do it for me too. It's a terrible end credit scene. It doesn't. Oh, it does the, yeah. the transition to the sequel kind of thing. Yeah, it's just dumb because because number one, you knew Black Manta wasn't dead, obviously. And right. The, and number two, you're supposed to tease what happens next or you're supposed to escalate it what they didn't you know i don't really care about the scientists you know although it's kind of funny how how for dc for a dc movie the the running joke that they they use for the end credit was the was the eye blast thing from the from the thing oh don't huh? oh don't you you, yeah. you, you don't want to do that and then the thing the blasts blast. yeah, but that, was... that's what they chose not the toilet scene yeah <laughs> But they should tease, tease something. What's what's another Aquaman villain that they could tease and stuff like that? You know what I mean? I, think, I don't know. I don't really read the Aquaman comic books, yeah, so I don't know who thing. else they would choose. This is like a, I, I, we knew we know already know Black Manta. He's he's a known quantity, he's a known entity. What's the next villain? What's the next thing? You know what I mean? So that's I didn't like. It's gonna be humans. Hmm? I think it's gonna be humans. They're gonna do oh. an extension again of of uh, Arthur realizes that. They, there is a conflict between humans and Atlantis yeah. that they, he has to resolve. And also, I didn't like. I don't. I don't really like the scientist character because because the dynamic is oh he's a kook who believes in conspiracy theories. Yeah. The rest of the world is is sane, doesn't believe in this stuff. But you know what? This world. This is the world. Even though they try to avoid, this is the world of Superman. You know what I mean? Maybe right. people should be open to conspiracy theories and stuff. Like that. Yeah. You, there was just an alien invasion. I mean, he did. He did say we have Aquaman. Yeah. He has to come from somewhere. Yeah. And also, why wouldn't you believe that? You know what I mean? We, in the world of Superman, why wouldn't you believe it? Why would you call that guy a kook? You know who's a kook? The people who don't believe in Aquaman. That's the <laughs> yeah, you know, in a world where there's a Superman yeah. and Wonder Woman. It's just dumb. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but either way, like I said, we're like we were saying, fun movie. It has his flaws. Fun movie. Yeah. Uh, no different than some of those Fast Furious movies where it has poor writing, but it's still yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah, uh, I I really hope this is the soft reboot they they they're saying it is. Yeah, so we can kind of ignore the other movies. Yeah, I think they just reboot out of the Snyderverse. All because all the big hit, the the two movies that we liked from the from the DC universe uh, had Pat, Patty Jenkins and James Wan. Just go whatever they're doing in their movie. Just go with it. Just just yeah. Leave the Snyderverse. And I, and I think Warner Brothers is actually open to that idea. Yeah, I think yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Aquaman. Uh, Thanks for listening. Jamming, where can people find you online? You can find me on the Twitter, J-I-A-M-I-N-G-L-I-O-U. And this is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5, on my I Saw the Movie blog, on the Stuff and Junk show, and the weekly comic strip. If you want to send us an email, send it to whowhatworsthy at gmail.com. If you want to show your support, head over to whowhatworsthy.com slash support. If you want to um, leave us a comment, leave it at our Instagram page, our Facebook page, or on the website itself. And music has been provided by the Y Axis. Find them at theyaxis.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatwearsy.com. All right. So, what other movies have you seen, actually, besides that? Oh, let me see. Uh, hold on. We are looking at our phones, looking at the list of movies we watched. You feel free to edit this part out. Yeah, we are. Um, 
let me go ahead and mention uh, Mary Queen of Scots, which is actually oh, a movie okay. I just saw literally like a few hours ago mm-hmm. or whatever. Didn't really know much about the character. Mm-hmm. Character. He's a historical figure. Um, was one of the Mary Queen of Scots? <laughs> played oh, by, by Saoirse Ronan. Great actress. Mm-hmm. But the movie was kind of like, it had all this political intrigue, you mm-hmm. know, deception and mm-hmm. backstabbing and betrayal and all that stuff. And I was watching it like, wow, this is like reminds me of House of Cards. Mm-hmm. And then when the credits roll, written by Bo Lim, William, William, uh, Williman or whatever, oh, the writer okay. from House of Cards. Oh, okay. And like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it, it, I, I kind of like the movie mm-hmm. besides... The fact that I think a lot of Scottish people are saying that this is inaccurate, like it's sure. a it's a propaganda film for Mary Queen of Scots, mm-hmm. but she's a very controversial historical figure in the first place. So I can see why people complain about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's engaging because of the, all the politics stuff, which mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting. I, I was expecting a pure drama. Mm-hmm. No, this is a pure politic piece. Oh, you there's know? a lot of people in a room talking. Yeah, there's 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 stuff on like fake news and whatnot. There's mm-hmm. there's whole this uh, prejudice and religious strife. Mm-hmm. There's the whole sexism thing about like she's a war. No, they, she's they, a yeah, war. Th- that's that's there. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like like like. I mean, there's a line in the trailer about about like like oh look at look at look at us. We're we're like wise men mm-hmm. being controlled by by women. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that kind of a thing. Yeah. So it, it has a lot of social com- uh, political commentary mm-hmm. in this movie, and I appreciate all that. But she can't lead. She has a vagina. Is that what it is? I think they haven't gone there. No, oh, okay. They haven't. They didn't go there because because uh, Mary is actually uh, a very smart individual. Mm-hmm. Well, until her luck runs out, and she's yeah, she's, I don't think she makes it right. She gets assassinated. Right? She's she doesn't get assassinated. She gets executed. Oh, she's a oh. uh, very. Uh, I didn't like I said. I didn't know the I didn't know this historical figure, but uh, apparently the TV show in CW Rain is about her. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, when I was doing research after I saw the movie, I'm like, oh, that was what the movie is about? <laughs> that the TV show is about? Does Margot Robbie's character make it then? Yeah, she's in. She's she's a supporting character. I know the oh, the, the trailer oh. makes it look like she's like co, co-lead. No, she's actually just a supporting character. Oh, okay. You know, and she's actually good in it too. She plays one of the queens of England, She's right? the first Queen Elizabeth. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she doesn't get executed though. She keeps her head. She doesn't. She's the she's actually the, the queen when, when uh, Mary got executed. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is really spoilers. I mean, it's historical. Oh, I guess spoiler yeah, for people who don't know about the history, yeah. like myself. I didn't know about that, but the movie opens up with her getting beheaded. Oh, okay. That's how it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, heard- and that was a good transition because they, they see her, you see her about to go down to the chopping block mm-hmm. and it transitions to her looking down at the camera and, and apparently she just arrived back to Scotland from getting seasick. So it was like a nice transition thing. Oh, but not, nothing that can top Aquaman's transitions. Sure. But um, yeah, so Mary Queen of Scott, um, I don't completely recommend it, mm-hmm. but unless you, if you're a political junkie, yeah, sure. go ahead and watch this because sure. there's a lot of stuff like, like that. Um, what else did I see? I saw, well, let me see. You want to talk about uh, go, go, you, why, don't you, why don't you talk about your next thing? Oh, I saw a historical movie too. Well, I didn't finish it, but, but death, death, uh, The Death of Stalin. It's from the oh, guy, yeah. it's guy from who did Veep. He created and uh, Veep, and it's, I didn't finish it. It was just it wasn't for me. There's like twenty. There's like twenty characters, and they all you see how they kind of react and how they kind of like uh, uh, to Stalin's death. Basically, it's like a f- a, f- a football fumble. You know what I mean? And people and you know people are scrambling around. You know, playing their angle, trying to. But it's also like a, another up. political movie too. Yeah, a political movie and stuff like that. And it's it's like a dark dark comedy. It's also it plays a little bit like a play because they don't because it's all a lot of them are British actors. You know what I mean? Right. And they don't even try to do like a like a Russian accent and you know affect and stuff like that. You know what I mean? They just do the natural voice and stuff like that. But just it just it just it wasn't for me. But it's, was it funny at least? Because the trailer 
trailer just, makes it look it's funny. Yeah, just a couple of funny moments. Just a couple. A couple. couple? A couple. The trailer funny. makes it look like it's a it's a farce part of the. Yeah, it's not very farcy. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's his point. That's point. Yeah, I couldn't. I gave it a good forty minutes, which I think is which is enough. And I just stopped. It just was, it just didn't work for me. Okay. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns. I did watch that recently oh, yeah. too. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the first 1964 Mary Poppins. Supercalifragilistic And that leading me to my point. See, yeah. that's that's like a, a catchy song that yeah. you can sing to. Mm-hmm. The songs in Mary Poppins Returns isn't really as catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're How catchy. Ca- how could it be? How could it be though? Yeah. Well, that's the thing though. They're, they're, they're catchy in the, in the context of when you watch the movie. Mm-hmm. And, and if you like really re-listen to the soundtrack, mm-hmm. they can be catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, the last song is very similar to Let's Go Fly a Kite. In fact, all the songs have a parallel version from the mm. original Mary Poppins. All the scenes in Mary Poppins has a parallel version to this to Mary Poppins Returns. It's like it's like the Force Awakens of Mary Poppins oh, okay. to to the new to a new hope. But I, I I finally figured out why the songs didn't really click as much mm. as Mary Poppins. The sixty four original the songs by the Sherman Brothers are pretty simple. They're yeah. simple. You can li- you can sing along to it because yeah. they're simple. They're not that complicated. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns, complicated songs. Yeah. They actually they actually have a lot of depth to it, a lot mm-hmm. of layers. But if you want to sing along to the songs, you're gonna have a hard time because there's a lot of words. Is Mary Poppins the one with the a teaspoon of sugar? That's the one. Medicine, See? Go memorable down. line. <laughs> yeah, memorable line. Memorable, yeah. memorable tune. This this movie yeah. has technically good songs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can't. They're not as memorable because. They're hard to sing along to. Like, there's literally, like, the version of Super Cali in this version is this this whole, like, uh, the cover is nice, but the, the cover's not the book kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they go off, like, in th- and the verses have are, like, sim- are like short stories mm-hmm. about that example. Yeah. Like, all the, most most of the songs in Mary Poppins Returns, like, the first one has a moral tale to it. Because it's, like, for kids, you know, mm-hmm. moral lessons mm-hmm. kind of thing. Which is effective, by the way. Which is effective. Um, but there's one verse in that one song I mentioned that that uh, Lin Manuel Miranda uh, sings mm-hmm. or raps. There's yo, yo, no yo. way you can sing along to that yeah. unless you like learn it. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that really benefits this movie. Yeah, because if it's for kids, those songs are way too complicated for it kids. It seems like it's for theater nerds and stuff like that. It's for the oh yeah yeah, yeah. there we go. It's for theater nerds because yeah. I think theater nerds will love that complication of yeah. the songs, mm-hmm. like people who love Hamilton and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But kids are not gonna gravitate to it. In fact, when I was watching it. In the beginning, people were clapping, which I'm assuming are the adults, sure. right? At the end, there was one when the when the credits rolls out, the one one kid in the back said, "Oh, finally we can go home." Yeah, it's like yes. like it kind of misses the boat because yeah. the, the, the I like the songs in terms of like what they teach kids, mm-hmm. but the songs are kid friendly. Yeah. They're they're just too complicated. Yeah, it's not doing great in the, yeah. in the box office either. Yeah, how's but, Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins? Oh, she's great. And Lin Manuel Miranda. He's as good as as uh, Dick Van Dyke was as Bert. Okay. <laughs> and mean, the two kids from the original movie, they're, they're the ones that are adults right now. Right? Oh, Ben Wishaw had like uh, probably arguably the best character in the movie, short oh. of Mary Poppins, because mm-hmm. he has the most complicated. They actually wrote him the most because mm-hmm. he's a complicated character in terms of like he's kind of like Mr. Banks from the first one, but at the same time he's kind of not. Mm-hmm. He, I, th- I think they made they, they that's the character they really had to take care of. To, to come out properly, mm-hmm. short of Mary Poppins. Uh, Emily Mortimer plays a sister, right? Oh, yeah. She's charming as hell. Okay. But yeah. Yeah, she's a good actress. A lot, a lot of talented people, a lot of talented people in, in this movie. Yes. Which yes, is not yes. for you. Shows. I mean, I mean, they even have like cameos. I don't know if the spoilers or not, but Angela Lansbury makes up an yeah. appearance in it. I think Meryl Streep is in it, I heard. Meryl Streep has, a, she plays, uh, this is actually from the book, apparently, which I didn't know. She plays uh, Mary Poppins' cousin. I didn't know she had a cousin, but apparently in the books, she had a cousin. They, they, they brought they, her into the movie. Shows up. Does, he sh- does he show up as the chimney sweeper or a different character? Oh, Lin-Manuel? No, Dick Van Dyke. 
Does he show up as no, a, no, no? He he shows up as the uh, the 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 banker junior guy from the first movie. Oh, because remember in the first movie they had to put old man makeup on him. I have no, I have no. Oh, I, remember, yeah. I remember the songs, but I don't remember the, the movie. Okay, well much. he he's like he plays he Just plays essentially the uh, the son of that character oh, okay. that he played in the original one. All right, fair enough. And then um, the only problem with this movie, which is kind of like a spoiler because I didn't know they were doing this, hmm. they create a villain for this story. Oh, okay. and I'm like. They didn't really need a villain. <laughs> was the villain the Great Depression? I forgot what era this was. Sorry, it is the Great Depression for England. Oh, okay. Which is yeah. after World War Two. Was it World War Two or before World War Two? Before World War Two. Before World War Two. Yeah. The Great Slump, as they call it, I think. So I was right. It is that is the villain or the big slump or what? No, no, no. The villain <laughs> okay. is the the banker. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, which and oh, the animated sequence is like my favorite part of the first movie is the animated sequence. One of my favorite parts. This one the, also has one too. Yeah, we dance it's, with the penguins and stuff. Yes, I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But this one has that kind of stuff too, and I love that too. But sure. yeah, but Mary Poppins Returns, I liked it. Uh, I kind of wish the songs were a lot more catchier. But like I said, as an adult, I appreciate the songs for what they are, kind of thing. But yeah. Right, but it's, it's like um, I, I will show the Julie Andrews version to kids mm-hmm. as opposed to this. Yeah, I think this is just be a footnote. These yeah, more like I teenagers think, and up. I think it's gonna be a footnote in the in the in cinema history. I don't think it's gonna. Is that like doing a, good well in box office? Well, well, I mean, it's in the, it's in the worst possible week too. Yeah, Mary Poppins, Bumblebee, Aquaman, and Spider Verse came out the yeah. week before that. You know, Disney thought they had a little something something, but I guess not. Like 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 Star Wars left December, and everybody thought, okay, we're gonna we're gonna put our big movie in December, yeah. and it kind of backfires on wow, all of them. Wow, wow. You know, I was because I mean the other opposite reaction would be every one of them makes big money, mm-hmm. right? But well, we'll see how it goes. Um, and then okay, let's talk about the mule. Spoilers for the mule. Yeah, I, I, I told John Ming this is the most Republican movie I've seen in a while. Build that wall. Build that wall. <laughs> there is the big Separate the, the kids. But but what's well, what's very <coughs> what's very interesting is that this is an old white man, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, uh. Okay, okay, old okay, white okay. man coming in to solve all the minorities' problems. He's got this, guys. No way, guys. No, no, no. Okay. Not, not, not at all. Not at all. But, I mean, the <laughs> first time you see a minority movie, they're, okay, um, Clint is a place based on a real person. Oh, okay. The events in the movie, not, not completely real, mm-hmm. but but it is based on a real sure. person who was a mule for, for the cartel. He put right? drugs up his bunghole? No. Oh, no. Not kind of mule? He, oh. he drove, he drove the, the drugs oh. across states or whatever. Right. Um. But but his day job is he tends to like this lily flower kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I forget what it's called. It's like a... Thing. So, so he's uh uh not like, he's like a gardener, like mm-hmm. a really well established gardener. Sure. So the first, of course, the first minorities you see are uh the uh, Hispanic gardeners. <laughs> Hispanic gardeners, yeah. 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 And not only that, but but one of them comes in with a with a with a truck that I believe was playing the cucaracha. <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh, and then and then Clint needs that's a joke about it. Hey, what you doing? You do you want to get deported? Oh my god! Right, oh, and and this is in the time frame that this was this was in the late nineties, I think, mm-hmm. and then before the jump to the present time. Oh, it jumps! Right? Oh, it jumps to present time. But um, is he eighty in the in the in the, in the past? And he jumps to like a, he's a hundred in the, when time yeah, jumps. Yeah, no, seriously, he was like ninety years old when he got arrested in real life. Oh the my character god, really? was ninety years old when oh he was played in okay, real life. Okay, right. So so he was like from eighty to ninety, I guess. Seriously, I was joking. The beginning, oh my god. The, the beginning of the movie, he looked old already, yeah. right? And then uh, and, and then when it jumped, I'm like, man, they jumped twenty years and. Yeah. And he's how old now? <laughs> he should be dust at this point, man. Holy cow. So the minority characters are either uh, Hispanics who are gardeners. Mm-hmm. There's one particular minority character who gets pulled over by the cops, right? Sure. And so they do the whole, they do whole skit about, okay, oh, what do Republicans normally say about people who get pulled over by cops? What, do, what should that person do? 
just listen to the police officer and you're going in trouble. You don't get in trouble. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Right? So the, the guy goes, I'm slowly moving out of my vehicle. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any weapons, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And like, like my hands are off, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, I respect what you guys are doing, yeah. but this is like the most dangerous five minutes of my life, yeah. according to facts, whatever, yeah. kind of thing. And all the police are like pre- apprehensive because like, oh, what's up in this yeah. guy? And then the, the one Latino guy who, ah, the guy from uh, Ant-Man. Oh, it's a... Uh... Michael Peña. Yeah, Michael Peña. Uh-huh. Michael Peña is one of the one of the FBI people. Oh no, the DA people. Mm-hmm. And he talks to him in Spanish and the mm-hmm. and the guy goes, I don't speak Spanish, sir, I speak English. <laughs> it's like a it's like a Republican's ideal Mexican. Yeah. Right? So so uh that's, that's, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. All the women in this movie are either shrews, mm-hmm. like his wife who who blames him for for, le- for leaving the family, mm-hmm. right? His daughter, who blames him for not showing up for her wedding, uh-huh. you know. Uh, is the wife uh, age-appropriate? Yeah, age pro- oh. Well, I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't know how old Dan Weiss is compared to Clint Eastwood. Oh, she's pretty, she's like late 60s, 70s, I think. Yeah. Well, then there's a, cause that's, that's like a 20, 25-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're old, you're old, I guess, yeah. whatever. But anyways, so... Uh, the granddaughter is the doting granddaughter mm-hmm. who just loves the grandfather, yeah. grandfather right? Mm-hmm. Um, all the other women mm-hmm. are are pretty much like like uh, are are from the cartel, oh, so okay. they're all like in bikinis. Mm-hmm. You know, they have sex. He has sex with so many people in this movie. Yes, I heard. I heard there's, there's a bunch of orgy scenes with him. <laughs> Good lord! It, it's like it's like the women are pretty much like either you're there for sex or you're there to be like like uh, naggers. Oh, essentially God. or or you're pretty much women who 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 love their white their white grandfather kind oh, of thing white savior and so oh, white savior like, yeah. like he's doing all the uh the mule stuff for mm-hmm. the cartel to make money to help people so basically he's we're excusing the fact that he's doing a crime mm-hmm. but for a good cause because yeah. white people don't don't <laughs> actually commit crimes and stuff like that you know what i mean yeah they only commit crimes for altruistic reasons see robin hood <laughs> yeah so and the, and the other latinos in this movie are Drug people, yeah. right? So they're either drug people who are very friendly and family friendly to. But he's really to, a drug mule. Yes, in real life, this character was a drug mule. But but for for charity. For, for, so no, he was going like like his town his town's favorite bar it was like mm-hmm. oh we're going out of business man we're gonna we're gonna have to close shop if only somebody had like x amount of money. That, that's gotta be and the then, part. And they cut the scene where yeah. he he's like doing a, yeah. a mule run. That's just. That's really, really, that's really the thing. Yeah, it's 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 the character is based on real life. The event in the movie, not so much, uh-huh. but the character is based on a real life character who did do all that stuff for charity to give to give money away. He didn't keep it for himself. No, he kept stuff for himself. Yeah, he he, he updated. He's, see, he he updated. That's the part where they adapted. Yeah, see, that's the part where you know. Hey, hey. Yeah, but but as as Republicans say, hey, he earned the money. He deserves to spend it. <laughs> it's illegal. It's illegal. Oh, never mind. And the only people, the only people who benefit from his money are his friends, sure. his family. You know, kind of thing. So, because oh you know, God. you gotta keep it. You gotta keep it in the family, right? You gotta keep it to yourselves. You know. Yeah. What's What's illegal for you and me? Yeah. He's not, not exactly like sending sending money to charity or whatever. Yeah. He's sending it to his Weird. friends or whatever. So, um, the Mexican the Mexican cartel are either um nice people, like oh no no don't don't mess with him. He's yeah. he's he's helping us. You know, mm-hmm. don't mess with him. Sure. He gets killed. Mm-hmm. Right, so who's left are the really evil cartel sure. who takes over the job, oh, right. you know? Because you know that's, that's the reason why you got to build the wall to, yeah. to keep those people out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it just, it just there's so many things about this movie that that it was so distracting. Like there's a part where where this lesbian biker gang shows mm-hmm. up, and and and, and uh, he's like, oh, the, oh, do you need the help, ma'am? It's like, ma'am, you know, <laughs> you know, and and this is what they said in the movie, so don't blame me for this mm-hmm. because we're dykes and bikes. 
right? <laughs> and then he goes, okay, well, uh, so long, Dykes. Oh, like, like casually. Like yeah. there's nothing, like the, the, nothing. There's nothing, yeah. There's like no follow-up. Like, hey, you're not supposed to call us that. Yeah. Right? Of course, nothing. And there's an under scene too where this black family um, uh, was, was stranded in the road. These are all mm. like little bits of, of scenes mm. uh, in the movie. Mm. And there's a lot of that. Yeah. And every one of them is some, some kind of social commentary. Yeah. Uh, there's this black family who gets stranded in the road because... Mm. Her husband doesn't know how to fix a tire. Yeah. Oh, you millennial kids, you don't know how yeah. to fix your own tire kind of mm-hmm. thing. And he calls them Negroes, right? This is from the movie. Uh, wow. And they, they look at each other and go, um, we're not called, you don't call us Negroes. Yeah. We're, we're either oh, black or African American. I color people. Sorry. No, no, he, he, he goes like, oh, is that right? Oh. You know, and then cut, cut the next scene. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no follow up. Yeah. There's like, 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 does he acknowledge that he's not going to do it anymore? Yeah. It's like, no, he's just, oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of thing. There's another part where, where, uh, Two of the Mexican cartel people who were who were who was tailing him, uh-huh. it was pretty much this 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 Texas this Texas Texan restaurant uh-huh. or I think it was Texas, mm-hmm. um, and it's like two two Mexican guys. Uh-huh. Everybody else is white. They're all staring at them, yeah. and then Clint Eastwood is sitting with them. And then when they walked out, a cop shows up mm-hmm. and 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 to try and ask those those two Mexicans, "What are you doing here? Where's your license?" Blah 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 yeah. blah. And then Clint Eastwood like shows up and go, "Oh no, officer, they're with me. You know, they're yeah. they're they're they're, they're, they're they, I picked them up from Home yeah. Depot." <laughs> no, and, oh, and, wow. Oh, that's this is this is from the movie, yeah. right? I, I'm not making it up. This is yeah. from the movie, and it's like, but we appreciate your service, officer. Kind of thing, kind of thing. So what they're saying is that, hey, officers who are profiling uh, Mexicans, you had the right idea because they actually are cartel yeah. people. But that white guy saved them. Uh. I mean, there's all this subtext. There's all this sub. If I ignored all this, all those subtext, mm-hmm. it's a good movie. Oh, but knowing uh, the subtext, talking, knowing the subtext, it's just so distracting to me. I just I don't know how to feel about the movie because it's like. Well, it's a movie and it plays well enough, but all that subtext is so distracting. Yeah. So yeah, distracting. A little heavy-handed is what you're saying. <sighs> Only if you're looking for it, though. Yeah. If you're if you're blindly watching it, you're like, okay. At no point does Clint Eastwood talk to your chair. Oh, not only that. At, at the end of the movie, apparently, in real life, mm-hmm. the when they, when he got arrested, he didn't want to plead guilty. He claimed the cartel made him do it because they were going to kill his family. Oh, yeah. And this one is like, no, I did it. It, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm calling guilty kind of thing. And what does it do? He, he's the gardener in the prison. Yeah. So he's happy. Oh. Even though he did his crime, he's happy. He's, his family, who originally hated him, doesn't want him to go to jail. Yeah. They love him now. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like basically like, like everything he does has no faults. Yeah. Like everything. everything so uh, he's saying his life story got whitewashed? And basically, basically, if, if, you're, if you're the president... Uh, every scene you did in the past should yeah. just go away. Yeah. <laughs> That's essentially what it means. Yeah. That's essentially what it means. <laughs> there's a there's a black commentary that uh, that uses a phrase you know, watch whiteness work. You know what I mean? It's, it's another way of say whitewashing your history or behaviors oh, yeah. of it. That's, well, look, That's one look, way. Look, 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 oh, look and, and going going back to Mary Christmas Quads, I forgot to mention this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was walking out of the movie, right? And then there's two old white men. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's that's much better than than the favorite. Right, and I saw the favorite. I love the favorite, well, and the favorite is very female centric kind of thing, right? Uh, and then later on, I overhear them in the restroom. He goes, ah, "If only she learned humility." <laughs> I'm like, "What?" Wow. <laughs> it, the movie suggested that that humility wasn't her problem. It wasn't her problem. Like she wasn't like she didn't want. She didn't know that what to put herself in her in the proper place. Yeah, is essentially what this old man people, old yeah. people were were well, saying. Well, if she learned to put to 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 learn to where what her place in society is, well, this, she wouldn't be have, have got an Well, women folks should just make sound. <laughs> like, I, wow. I agree with that old man. I agree with that old man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this has been another episode of Pointers, please. We just part of the Who What Where's Network. network.